Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Matt Gorley of Super Ego to talk about all kinds of stuff, not the least of which is hideous animal hybrids. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A balmy day in Los Angeles, uh, over 80 degrees in January. I wore shorts yesterday, Jordan. How'd that go? I didn't like. I hate wearing shorts. Okay. The thing is, is just there comes a point. Basically, over as a San Francisco native, my the temperatures at which I am comfortable mm-hmm. run from sixty five to seventy five degrees. Sixty to seventy five degrees. Let's be generous. Okay. During the day, but anything over or under that, and I I can't handle. It becomes it. a problem. Yeah, it's it's more than I can handle. Yeah, and shorts are just completely anathema to me, uh, but I have to wear them once it breaks uh, 80. Right. Because, because otherwise I'll melt yeah, like well, the Wicked Witch sure. of the East. Ball sweat, too, is an issue, I imagine. <laughs> well, there, no, there's no doubt that ball sweat... I mean, ball sweat's an issue 365 days a year. <laughs> I could be right now in Rochester, Minnesota, and ball sweat would be... Well, ball crystals would be an issue. <laughs> uh, joining us on this week's program uh, from the brilliant uh, podcast Super Ego... Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, Matt Gorley. Matt, welcome to the program. Hey, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Matt, can you answer this question? It's just been rattling around in my head for weeks. I don't know what the answer is. And now that we have a fresh perspective on it, maybe you can help me with this. I don't have ball sweat. Can (laughs) sex friends stay (laughs) best friends? Oh, my God. I don't know that I've had a sex friend, to be honest. I know. I've never had a sex friend. Well, yeah, I mean, what constitutes a sex friend? How long does that have to go on before it becomes just hooking up and then it, it's actually just a sex friendship? Oh, but I sh- we should probably mention, this is a sponsored segment for the new movie, <laughs> It's Complicated. What's the name of that movie? I think it's called It's Complicated. I it's called It's, it's Complicated. sponsor right. and you don't know the name. I know. <laughs> it's that Ashton Kutcher movie. With uh, Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah. Where the We're tagline actually... is, can sex friends be best friends? Oh, wow. Stay best friends. Can stay best friends. God. Yeah, they probably can. Yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> sure. Oh, they'll get together. At if the they end. didn't get together at the end, it would be a real bummer of a film. You wouldn't see Ashton Kutcher signing up for that picture. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's called Sex Business, not Sex Friends. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to enter into relationships with my sex friends. Really? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's always wise, but I guess that explains my long relationships, my three long relationships. I've barely had sex. Really? Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. You've accidentally had it a few times. Sure. No, no doubt about it. I never mean, my wife, never my wife and I accord. share a bed. Sure. Sometimes you roll over into it. I have, a per, it. I have a persistent boner. <laughs> sure. I can't seem to get rid of. <laughs> 24-7? Yeah, well, it's like the uh, ball sweat. I see it It's now. because it's so powerful that my balls sweat. <laughs> That's why you wear the afghan on your lap when we're doing this? <laughs> Things are really heated up down oh, there. Oh. Well, I don't Isn't want a- the whole room to get swampy. <laughs> Back to sex friends. Yeah, uh, isn't this isn't isn't it one of these situations now where the kind of the 
parallel competing movies come out like it aren't there a lot of like friends armageddon with, and yeah armageddon deep impact the columbus movies the columbus sure, movies yeah. ants bugs life right that kind of thing i think isn't that thing happening right now with friends with benefits movies what's so, the other one i think yeah there's, there's two and they were both friends with benefits yeah there was oh. two that were originally both called friends with benefits too mm. there were that two was part of the that? story there were two movies oh. in development called friends with benefits uh, based on they had that to premise. change the name of one to Jeez. buck fuddies <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for the tell-all book on that like mm-hmm. it's gonna be written by the guy that wrote the late shift sure Just, right yeah what's amazing to me is that they could make two of these movies at the same time because Ashton Kutcher can't be in both two movies at once. We don't know that. That's true. That's a good point. Was Do you think he? they were parallel shooting? Do you think they were recycling Ashton Kutcher's footage for each of the films and then they just had a different co-star for each film? Could be. I think they cut two movies out of one. They just knew they had gold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sort of yeah. like Anchorman and then that other movie <laughs> yeah. that came on the Anchorman or DVD. Jackass 2.5 or... Yeah. yeah. So what? You, what's why is it in the zeitgeist? Justin Long, think? I guess. Why is uh, why why is America in love with fucking your friends? <clears throat> Do you think it's just something that like a Weinstein brother heard about, and then he told all his all his creepy old yeah, Hollywood, but friends? the lesser Weinstein, like the Adam Baldwin of the Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, is it chicken or the egg too? Because is it fu- friend first or someone you fuck first and then become friends? Well, can, how does that work? Can I ask who are the two Weinstein's? There's Bob Weinstein, right? Isn't there a Henry Harvey? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. yeah. I wish there was three Weinstein's. There's got to be. Do you think there's a third Weinstein? There's a malformed twin. But he's just he's <laughs> yeah, just he's, not very funny. So. He's in their basement writing Shakespeare in Love 2 right now. <laughs> I heard that they're greenlighting that. Do you yeah, know? I've heard that yeah. too. I've heard that, yeah, the new Miramax strategy and is, Rounders to, too, is to and do a bunch of sequels to things that are kind of I'm, things that I'm, are very hard to make sequels to. I know it's a bad idea, but I'm incredibly curious to see what a second sure. Shakespeare in Love would be. Absolutely. That Bob be Weinstein... Harvey Weinstein, Chico Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, yo, uh, just re sex re, friends and re, best re, friends. Re, yeah. re back, yeah. Because I, I don't, I don't know if it's. I, I feel like there's a term for it, but it's not. I don't like, think I've it's never, something that actually happens in real life, yeah, right? I've never, I don't think I can point to an instance of it in the wild. It certainly never happened to me. I mean, I've I've had dating relationships, and I, I, you know, I've I've had a. I, I've had a one night stand or two, but it wasn't with a buddy. You know, right. it wasn't like with yeah. A and pal. you you may go into that with all the best intentions of being just sex friends, but does that ever play out? I, I don't, don't think, think sex friends has ever actually existed. No, on a kid, I think people have had sex with their friends. Sure. And it has either gone south or north. Yeah. This is why I'm that's, here, I guess right? that's why. The, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we have a proposition for you. Oh, God. <gasps> we're more Matt, acquaintances, I realize. Matt, I think, I think you can agree that we're best friends. <laughs> oh, this is a new step for me. See, this is going to go to a place that is going to be uncomfortable. Me, I'm we'll, just looking for a sexquaintance. <laughs> I would say that we should make this an action item, except that the result of us making this an action item would just be dudes calling in to brag about their fuck buddies. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you get a switchboard hooked up for that where you just... What's the di- Also, what's the difference between if sex friends are best friends... Is that the... That's isn't the that thing? just a relationship? They, they have to be best friends? Well... That, that is a relationship, no doubt. Well, the question is, can sex friends stay best friends? So they started off as best friends. No, no and I think... I haven't seen the movie, but I think you'll find in the end of that movie that they do not. Yeah. I'd have a hard time... If I was friends with Ashton Kutcher... 
I'd have a hard time not fucking him. Right, yeah. Forget Natalie Portman. Go right to Ashton <laughs> Yeah, right? You just shove Portman aside. <laughs> that meathead. Physically, yeah. Butterface. Right. <laughs> hey, get back to your Ivy League university. <laughs> sure. Get your nose back in those books. With Go your choreographer fiancé. I've got uh, Coocher to fuck. <laughs> Is she marry, getting, marrying a choreographer? Yeah. Or are you got, just describing the plot of the Black Swan? Yeah, that's uh, what I thought, she, too. Actually, she is, uh, she is, from what I understand, uh, she is marrying and has been knocked up by the choreographer. Knocked up? Swan. What? Yeah. She's pregnant? Prego. Come on. Yeah. She's, oh. Yeah. There's another one that I'd never had a chance with that, <laughs> that now is even less. I like yeah. the idea that Matt Gorley's walls are just a huge list. <laughs> like, it's not pictures. It's just names. Yeah, yeah. Just, text. just when one when one gets pregnant, he just crosses them off. Yeah. Dead to me. Wipe a tear. They're off the list. Audrey Tattoo still better be up there. <laughs> She's my Tattoo. brass ring. Oh. Hey, Kuchar's not pregnant, my friend. Oh. God, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. I feel like I've seen. There's a commercial with Ashton Kutcher. I think it's for a digital camera. That's, or yeah, something. they're everywhere. And the kind of the premise of this commercial is the paparazzi is like following him around and he's escaping them. And there's also a, a similarly themed commercial for Matthew McConaughey's Cologne. What? Wait, what? <laughs> he has his own. He col- has his own Cologne. No, I'd sooner it's buy not- a digital camera from him. I feel like Ashton <laughs> yeah, Kutcher. I, I would Who never trust qualified. him for a camera, but I would. I would think he's more qualified for a camera than Matthew McConaughey. Well, is that's for because sense. you're not looking for a you de kelp. <laughs> Um, but you, the uh, the this in this commercial, Matthew McConaughey also running from the paparazzi. Do these two men actually get chased by the paparazzi in real life? Like uh, at one point, I'm sure they both did. But I bet Kutcher does. Yeah, you think Kutcher? And, and I bet Matthew McConaughey does in the South. Okay, because the paparazzi is regional. <laughs> the South paparazzi. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Southern, the Memphis paparazzi. <laughs> oh, they're notorious. <laughs> they're still using Instamatic. Seems like both the yeah. They're like, like they're like. Uh, Carl Perkins has laid down for his <laughs> afternoon nap. Yeah. We've got time to go chase. I'd be in that paparazzi. I would. Oh, God. Hank Williams Jr. just got off the plane. I'm there. Hank the third. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Co. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Gorley, listener chef. Listener chef. Sure. Is that hyphenated or is that a is there it, a stroke in between no, those? It's, it's one kind? of those one words but capitalize both of the of the compound. Oh, yeah. it has intercapitalization. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's superb. Yeah, you can look it up. Um, I we got something in the mail that I I want to address here. Um, I, I open this package and, you know, sometimes we get packages from listeners. It's always nice to get something from listeners. I'm still working on that, uh, Boy Scout popcorn. Oh, good. I don't know who, who can buy one of those giant jugs of popcorn and then eat it. And that bag is enormous. But folks sent us some, folks were nice enough to send us some caramel corn. And I, I have, I've enjoyed eating it over the course of many months. You're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to hide in it. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't realize. Yeah, you should have been hiding this whole time. Oh. Um, and I got this package, and I recognized it immediately as being DVD size. Oh, yeah. And I thought, I, I just assumed it was, because sometimes people will pitch stuff to me. It was like handwritten and stuff, but sometimes people will pitch stuff to me for The Sound of Young America, like I made a short film. 
And it's nice that they thought of me and they yeah. enjoy the show, but I'm, you know, it's, it's usually not really a, something that would sort of, that I would talk about with somebody for half an hour on The Sound of Young America, where we mostly interview kind of veteran people that have been around for a while and have sure. a real national prominence. And so I sort of, I always have two minds when I open those, because it's nice that someone thought of me to send me their indie CD or their whatever, but I kind of feel bad that I'm not going to be able to put them on The Sound of Young America. And I assumed it was going to be something like that. <laughs> And I open it, and there's this, uh, there's this note that says, I saw this at the checkout line in a liquor store. What choice <laughs> did I have but to contribute it to Jordan, Jesse Go and MaximumFun.org? Thanks for the chuckles. Andy from Michigan. Um, now, this could be anything. Well, we eat crazy foods on the show all the time. Sure. Um, we do, we'll, we'll do any kind of what, weird thing. What were you eating the time we came down to the, the fun drive? We were oh, so eating, a root beer test. No, yes. we did it. Oh, we we took uh, wonder pills or whatever those oh, are sure. called. Yeah, yeah. We were flavor tripping. Yeah, you guys were hopped up at that point. <laughs> we were yeah. nutty on flavor balls. <laughs> um, Sorry, I put your nose in my mouth. By the way, <laughs> hey, hey, flavor balls. Sure. Hey, at least you got to smell. At least you got to satisfy your curiosity about what the inside of a mouth smells like. Oh. Um, but what they actually sent us is a copy. What Andy from Michigan actually sent us is a DVD copy of the film Theodore Rex, starring Whoopi Goldberg, and apparently the dinosaur from oh, Dinosaurs. I remember this. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I remember yeah, this. Yeah, it's kind of a famous bad movie, right? Yeah. Why would anyone send this to us? Well, here, might I, uh, might I read the back? Just, sure. Just, just in case people have not seen this in, okay. at Blockbuster 10 years ago. I want to point out something that surprised me about the front. If we just could address quickly the front before we get to the we back. We can, yes. Um, the dinosaur from Dinosaurs is there. What I presume to be just a leftover dinosaur from Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, Make a neighbor. <laughs> and then there's, there's Whoopi Goldberg in what appears to be like a black leather cat suit. Yeah, this is maybe something that came from the set of Demolition Man. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that's, a, that's a leftover Whoopi Goldberg as well. Oh, right, sure. <laughs> from from Jump Star Jack Trek. Flash. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> back of the box. Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg is the perfect comic partner in this hilarious futuristic family comedy about a cop and a dinosaur on a mission to save the world. Wait, but here's the thing. When you see someone at the at the video store and they and they pick this up and they're like, "Honey, should I rent this family comedy about a cop and a dinosaur?" Uh, they say, "I don't know. Does it have any Academy Award winners <laughs> in it?" <laughs> Whoopi Rat Race, Karina Karina, Ghost. <laughs> Actually, let's leave off Color Purple. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't need it. But no, Rat Race, Karina rat Karina, race. And Ghost. Stars as a smooth-talking, take-care-of-business cop on the rise, but when she teams up on a high-profile case with a Tyrannosaurus Rex named Teddy, she blows her cool. Wow. <laughs> those three, those credits are such a beautiful distillation of Whoopi Goldberg's career. Uh. Why put... Yeah, why put the color purple in there? Why put Sister Act, the one monumentally successful film yeah. in Whoopi Goldberg's, Whoopi Goldberg's funny career? it's because it's like, okay, I mean, I guess I get Rat Race because you want something kind of tonally similar to this movie. So you yeah. know you can trust Whoopi with broad comedy. And Rat Race was probably a relatively recent film when that movie came out. Sure. I'm a little surprised this is still shrink-wrapped, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what have, what have you been doing? Have you been really busy that you can't watch this? <laughs> I'd have that thing open. 
Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think uh, this Jordan, will help you cure, gonna... I think you'll, this will help you cure your perma boner, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw this little baby in the player and start to jerk it. Uh, I don't know. As as turns... oh, and it's DVD ROM enabled. By the way, <laughs> I just want to read that. From the, that's from the features. It's DVD ROM enabled. Uh, as as. As unsexy as I find Whoopi Goldberg, come on, uh, I find <laughs> I find uh, vaguely human dinosaurs as sexy or more sexy. Yeah, so it. I think it. I think the perma boner stuck. This is gonna be big for you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm kind of curious about this. Are definitely. you willing to watch it? Because here's the thing: people know. I don't. I don't really. People think that just because because I'm a comedy nerd. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a guy that, you know, makes catty remarks about things, that I would... You could be a real bitch sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Um, That I would enjoy something that's so bad that it's good. But the reality is that I don't. You're not one of those I just find it bad and unpleasant to to watch. It's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, the line... There's no... There's no line. There's no... I I watched Battlefield Earth once. I saw that recently. Um, but it wasn't quite so bad. It was good. It was more just amazing at how bad it was. Yeah, yeah. Bat- Battlefield Earth is not fun bad. There, right. I mean, there's some fun bad things about it, like that it's a Scientology movie. But yeah, other than that, it's just giant kind of shoes are kind of fun. Yeah. Well, Je- yeah. Jeremy from Super Ego, we frequently will watch bad movies, but uh, it, it you're right. It has to be the right type. And have you guys ever seen Crystal Heart? Do you know that film? No. What's Crystal? Just Heart? in a nutshell, if you if you ever want to take a, a trip down that road, and I I, I, I feel I feel like I'm pretty well versed in the okay. famous bad yeah, movies. I think I've we have a gem here, Crystal Heart. Please. Okay, so it stars Tawny Katane, <laughs> okay. uh, and then the the keyboard kid from Fame. From I think it's the movie, not the TV show. Okay. Anyway, long story short, he's a boy in a bubble, and he's he's comes from a rich family, and he's a brilliant. Was this? Did this? Was this in the early 70s during all, when all the Boy in no. the Bubble movies came well, out? Well, there's the 70s Travolta Boy in the Bubble yes, movie. Yes, that's the, what I was This one of. in the 80s and then there's the 90s Jake Gyllenhaal one or is that 2000? I don't remember. But it's like one a decade. Is oh, all wow. Year, a lot okay, of, yeah. So he's it's in like a bubble. It's like alien sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> and there was the Moops episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He's in a bubble. Okay. And he's writing songs and he's infatuated with this pop star played by Tani Katane, but she's like a Madonna type. Okay? okay. So he submits songs to her. She comes and visits him. They fall in love. They literally make love through the glass or against the glass. How close in age are they? Does he push his dick up against the... It's almost that bad. And does she kind of... How would she... Because you can't... They get fully nude and smudge up against the glass. It goes on so long that you can see all the oily smudges on the glass and it... It, and then eventually he breaks out of the bubble and uh, they, with his dick, yeah, <laughs> with the force of his erection. Yes, his perma boner, um, his, his, his germ, his germophobic perma, so his diamond much, hard member. So what? So what of this? So what of this? What of this between glass lovemaking? What do you see? Like what you see all of her? Okay, and I think you see. Too much of him. Okay. At least his ass. But she gets fully frontal. At one point, she has a dream where she's in the shower and she breaks through the glass fully nude. Wow. Yeah. And so she's not only nude in 80s tanned, but covered in blood and glass. So oh, that's it's, terrific. Yeah, it's a real good one. So it's really sensual. Yeah. It's, wow. Very sensual. But, you know, it's it, sort of like Demolition Man, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. If you're into fine wine. <laughs> and we are. Mm hmm. Jordan, are you willing to watch this movie yeah, and like I'll, report back yeah, on it? Yeah, sure, I will throw I it I like on how he gives sure. it to you. The, yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, Jordan has a well-known propensity to sit down at his Xbox 360 and just pick the worst 
like Porky's knockoff. Oh, I can appreciate Or that. like surfing comedy yeah. from 1984 that he sees. Okay, good. Well, I'm just looking for another ski school, too. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, who chasing, isn't? I'm chasing that dragon. Who isn't? Oh, yeah. My parents are still doing that. I mean, that's... Yeah, you know, and with the with the advent of the kind of Netflix streaming and the kind of the wealth of bad movies that are at your fingertips, my my uh, patience for them has has declined yeah. a lot. It's like when you would go out and rent a bad movie, you kind of feel like you had to watch right. it beginning to end. But now that you know, you can just kind of click on and off. I'm, not, I'm maybe not I'm maybe not absorbing. The bad movies like I once did. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm definitely willing to give Theodore Rex a shot. I'm really going to uh, turn myself into even more of a caricature than I am when I say this sentence. But I was reading about sci-fi channel Saturday night movies in the New York Times. Sure. <laughs> and you, you just shattered two cliches. <laughs> I don't know how you brought those two together. Um, oh and God. they said, that, just they said that, as, that as many as two to three million people... Yeah, they're big. They the tons of people watch them. What? Who are these people? Yeah, oh, I don't know. And I've I've seen a few of these. I've seen Mega Shark, Giant Octopus, and I've seen a bit of Mega Piranha. Uh, these are not anything. No, they're not anything other than they're a title and a cool box. Uh, but yeah, they're not. Well, that they're hard was hard to watch. They're so boring. One of the things that they were talking about in this article that I read yeah. was they interviewed Roger Corman, mm. and he he produced a film called, if I remember correctly, Octo Shark. You're probably thinking of Sharktopus. Sharktopus. Yeah, Octo Shark. I was curious about Sharktopus. <laughs> Octo Shark was the uh, Ashton Kutcher one that was out at the same right. time. But... <laughs> right. There's the dueling shark. Shark yeah. hybrid, but I octopus. called it Arctoshock, which could just be another movie like an Ice Station Zebra or something. <laughs> no, Arctic Shock. Um, and the thing, the th- thing remakes looking pretty good. So they, they, inter- it is. they interviewed. I heard that yeah, looks good. They interviewed Sorry. Roger Corman, who uh, and please excuse my uh, dogs as they uh, greet my wife at the front door. I think maybe, um, but. Uh, they interviewed Roger Corman about this movie. Was it Octo Shark or Sharktopus? Sharktopus. Sharktopus. And essentially, what Arctic Shark? What Roger Corman's quote was was he said, "I produced this film. In my line, there's a li- In my mind, there's a line between what people will be curious about and what's just stupid." Um, and. I think that Sharktopus is well on the wrong side of the line. <laughs> uh, and then he says, but three million people watched it, so I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> they shamed Roger Corman. Yeah. Wow. Roger Corman, the legendary C-movie producer. But how does – I mean – I don't understand how he's making that distinction because I, I, it doesn't sound that odd to me. Well, I think part of the issue was how do you combine a shark and an octopus? Oh, that's no problem. I can do that in your bathroom. <laughs> that's not the issue. I can't believe Roger Corman would We're talking about for that. film purposes, yeah. not just as a hobby. Okay. You, all right. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> how do you construct a narrative around this thing you've created? That's the issue. The part of the problem, as Roger Corman put it, was how do you even make – how do you make a creature that's part shark that crawls around on the beach on octopus legs and not just make it look like the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your <laughs> entire life? Where do the octopus legs even come out of? 
Because apparently their process is they come up with a stupid creature and then tell someone to make a movie of it. Sure. Oh, that's just how it works. There's just a guy at the Sci-Fi Channel whose job it is to come up with a dumb <sighs> creature. That job? And then he just goes, okay, Sharktopus, make that shit. Oh, God. You got two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and $80. <laughs> Took me two weeks to come up with it. <laughs> oh, by Gets the way. away from Growing Pains to star in it. <laughs> they, they spend 14 to 18 months making these films. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. These are real film productions. Oh, huh. I thought this was in the same line as the uh, the Asylum movies I think we've talked about on the show before. I went to the set of one of them. And those are like two week affairs well i don't know i mean that may be it may be soup to nuts 12 to 18 months sure. including scripting okay and of course it takes six months for the guy to come up with sharktopus yeah sure. <laughs> he's got to do enough blow are how many of these films are there so what are the other animal combinations they have they make like 30 a year so what wait what are some of them i'm not even aware of this. they've they're tied with the hallmark channel for <laughs> for, for most original <laughs> for most original productions per year oh my god most original feature length productions per year the sci-fi channel so are they all seaborne animals or do they no, have there's to... natural disaster ones okay so it's not just animal related i mean a big a big chunk of it is Sea animals. Okay. Yeah. As well it should be. Right. Yeah. My past girlfriend had an ex-boyfriend who was on one of these sci-fi channel movies, so we watched it. And, I mean, no offense to him, but it was – he was fine, but it was <laughs> – Sure. Ooh. Wait. So you – she was like, my ex-boyfriend is in this. Yeah. And so they, you watched it out of sympathy or out of f- uh, fond regard? <laughs> it was just on. And okay. she said, oh, that's my ex-boyfriend. And so we watched the scene. It wasn't like – what kind of what kind of one was it? Uh, it was some kind of alien possession thing. Where, they got you know, alien kind ones of a and thing ghost ones rip too. Off, yeah. Did there you was, uh, now? As you know, it's always it always it kind of stirs emotions to think about. You know, when you kind of run across your significant other's ex, sure. As a performer yourself, somebody who auditions for film and television, what did you feel? When she was pointing out, did was there a tinge of this guy's more successful than me, or is there a, uh, or was it more look at this asshole? Uh, could it be both? Yeah, it can absolutely. Uh, you know, it can be complicated. It, it, it could be both. It's complicated. <laughs> it could be both to the extent that it was it canceled it out, and I, I honestly was unmoved. Oh wow! In so either way, like just oh, so those feelings collided. They did then, in a weird way. Yeah, it was like matter apathy. and antimatter. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, did it he was show like, his junk? Oh well, she just showed me pictures of that, right? You know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. She held it up. She she put the junk pics on her iPhone and then put them on the TV <laughs> over his TV pants. Speaking of junk, I have a question. Yes. Why do you have a tape measure on your desk? Um, this is a uh, this is like a um, seamstress's tape. Yeah. Oh, answered. <laughs> said, answered. Thank so you. that was an answer yeah. to the question for measuring stuff. Okay. Sometimes, you know, here's the thing, like, uh, for, you know, my, one of my many careers is I run a men's clothing blog, right. I'll put this on, sometimes I need to measure clothes. Oh, I got you, okay. So I, I use my measuring tape, or if I'm buying clothes from eBay, I need to measure how different things are, so I have a, and this just happens to be sitting on, I mean, to be frank, there's also a San Francisco Giants uh, dish towel. Um, For when you're done measuring, yes, yeah, <laughs> to, cle- to clean up the measure juice. <laughs> good, yes, good. Some dog food, good. A CD. Don't, don't know um, how that plays in. A good. metro card for New York metro. that I don't even live in. 
Um, I'm sorry. You're going to need all this bullshit. A bow tie. Oh, nice. I didn't mean to tangent. We can go back to platysquid. No No reason to, I don't think. (laughs) Platysquid? Is that half platypus, half squid? In my mind. That's a good that's a good pitch. Right now. Why are we pitching these people? Yeah. There's gotta be more. We can come up with some good pitches, I I think. We just gotta get in the room, guys. That's the tough part. Animal combos, no problem when you got a Matt Gorley. Manatee Rex? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That's land and water. Sure. Oh, and eras. We need to build the world's largest boat propeller with a time machine in it. <laughs> How about I think that's a fun action item. How about that? 206-984-4fun. We'll play next on next on our next Jordan Jesse Go program. The the couple of best pitches that we get sure. for, for sci-fi, channel, sci-fi channel original movies. Keep it short, as all good pitches are. We're looking for elevator pitches. Sure. That's a pitch that you can deliver within the space that you're riding in an elevator with someone. Um, so elevator pitches. Keep it tight. Keep it taut. Pithy. Um, we'd love to hear if you have stars attached. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they show their butts. And whether they'll show their butts. <laughs> if you have any dick pics, send those. <laughs> Um, now this is just a list of things we want. <laughs> yeah, forget fair the enough. pitch. Just, yeah. uh, give us a call, 206-9844-FUN, or email us, jjgo at maximumfun.org. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Gorley, animal hybrid Specialist. Did you come up with anything during the break? Was I? Oh, for, oh, I wasn't. We were talking about. God, don't blow the illusion. <laughs> People think that we're brainstorming the whole way through the break. Yeah, I did. Pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got it, Jordan. Yeah, man. I can't He's wait to see what it. happens once yeah. Pterodactyl fights Manatee Rex. <laughs> He's our ace in the hole. Yeah. He is our ace in the hole. If you, if you guys aren't. Neither of you guys is a football fan, so you probably haven't been. I'm guessing. Based on your just general manner, yeah. you're not a football fan, Matt. No, I don't. I, I know nothing. You're talking about, about our mincing about. I've I've only watched a little bit of the NFL playoffs, but um, I was watching like maybe like a, a highlight show or something like that about the NFL playoffs, and I was there's this element of football uh, that is so amazing to me, and that is before the game. When everybody's getting pumped up because you think that it's just the quarterback or the coach in the middle of a bunch of guys taking a knee and he's like yelling anything, everything. And then they just say they have like a team slogan or something like on uh, Eastbound and I mean, not Eastbound and Down Friday Night Lights uh, where it's, uh, you know, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose or however it goes. Um, Like you think that's what it is. But in the National Football League, because. This, these people are professionals. They're making millions of dollars a year. And even to some extent in college football and possibly even in high school football, which I don't have a lot of experience with, they're doing complicated dances together. So, like, it involves just not just one or two moves, you know, like punching up in the air or something or, like, going one, two, three, you know, with their hands in the middle – uh, but like whole complicated, like whole complicated choreographed routines that they all dance together before the football game. Was this born out of 
remember the Super Bowl shuffle that they all kind of had that move? That I can did? only assume it was born it out of the Super Bowl. I mean, certainly, when I see it, is William Refrigerator Perry present? No. Yes. In your mind, he Oh, he is. No, he is. What? Absolutely. Wait, I'm confused. He's there every time. So that's what leads me to think it might have come from the Super Bowl shuffle. Why is he there? I'm confused. To teach people about dancing. Because he's, you remember how good of a dancer he is from the I, Super Bowl well, shuffle Well, I do. I remember he was also a G.I. Joe action figure. <laughs> <laughs> he was? I had it, yeah. <laughs> You're kidding me, no. for real? Well, remember how they made uh, Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, one. Yeah, I never knew. I always, as a kid, had a hard time with Sergeant Slaughter. I didn't know whether... Yeah, try swallowing William the Frederick. Yeah, all right. He had an iron football on a chain like a mace. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he had football-themed weapons. Yeah, he had a football jersey, and then he wore fatigues on the bottom. Hmm. It was just stupid. I, was re- I think I've talked on Jordan Jesse Go before about how perplexed I was by Mr. T. Sure. And upset because he was my hero. Yeah. Perplexed in what way? I didn't understand whether he was a wrestler, an actor, or a cartoon character. Oh, but yeah, there I were the, he is definitely yeah, there were there was a group of guys who kind of occupied several spaces, one of the spaces being cartoons. And yeah, it was it was confusing yeah. for a, for a child. Well, remember they made a Rambo cartoon for a while? Oh, okay. yeah, they did oh, not make a did. Rambo they cartoon. Sure did. And he would go That's not true. Uh, Google it. Yeah, no, I you know, and I definitely also remember there being a day to where popular movies were turned into cartoons yeah. more often. It doesn't seem like that happens. Yeah. Like No, uh, not as much anymore. But slaughter driven. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was he each Vietnam. episode he'd go like liberate a South American town. It was like every episode <laughs> was the Magnificent Seven plot where they'd please someone help us. Nice. And he would come in and That's not real. It's absolutely real. I used to tape it. I I do like uh, uh, with regard to football dances. I like the idea that all these guys are so keen to get on the same page that they make up a dance routine. Yeah, <laughs> like because there's no better way to get on the same page than everybody does an amazing dance. I guess yeah, right. It's literally synchronized. Yeah, maybe modern teens. I mean, we probably think back to our teen years. And if we were involved in any kind of organized dance, uh, you know, that people were suspicious of you. Well, to be fair, I went to theater high school. Yeah, so, I guess so not only did I have hip hop dance, I also had Afro Haitian dance. Oh, <laughs> and I was on the pep squad. No, really? Oh, yeah. You were in the pep squad? Well, it was a pep week. I wasn't on the squad, but there was a week where you got chosen to be part of the pep squad for the week. Can I ask you a question? I'd rather you didn't. I do not know what a pep squad is or does. Well, uh, that's probably best. But we had pep week, and you would. Uh, there were like five guys chosen and five girls from each class, and each year I was chosen, and you had to be part of a dance at the pep rally at the end of the Wait, week. Wait, you, you were chosen each year? Yes, and you want to know what's worse? The freshman year, I was chosen friendliest freshman, and that was like, <laughs> and the, no shit. Friendliest freshman. What you had to do was go up on stage, and the girl that was chosen friendliest freshman, you had to French kiss them and beat the record from before on stage. What? You Where did get you go away. to high school? <laughs> you couldn't get away. It was a Wait. public school. You couldn't get away with you that. You had to French kiss them? And yes. this, was a, this wasn't like, this wasn't yes. like some sort of basement of the no, school this after was dark on the auditorium stage french santina Tarasi was the girl's name and, and the and the principal has like every, a stopwatch in one hand no, and they, his dick in the other <laughs> <laughs> the asb president was there but all of the faculty were there and her mom came up to me and said whatever you do if you win do not kiss my daughter and so i had that pressure and then i had oh, the wow. pressure of the school 
but we did. We kissed, and I mean, did you set you the record? Uh, no, they they at the last minute said you just have to do it for a minute because they thought, oh, this is a little shady the somehow. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but but still, kiss, only a minute. For a minute. If you, as long as yeah. you keep it, anything you do for a minute or less yeah. is automatically free and clear. Here's another thing that you could not get. It's right like of. the five second rule. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, and I ran for ASB for publicity. Wait, my, what's ASB? It, uh, uh, associated, associated student, student body. body. It's the government. Ah, student government. Student government. So gotcha. I ran for publicity, where all you do is you make the posters. And right. So uh, I made uh, a guy come in during my speech wearing a sandwich board that said "bad publicity," and I said, "I'll eliminate bad publicity." And I pulled out a machine gun with blanks, like a replica gun, and I had wired it. I was really into like special effects and stuff. I wired it <laughs> with blood packs and <laughs> blew them away in front of the school. <laughs> and then we what? used explosions, like little flash pods that I had made. And and I never asked anybody. And afterwards, the teachers just were like, oh, you're so clever. So creative. So, yeah. Never a wow. problem. This was all before, you know, everything went crazy. So you had so you had public Roman orgies, <laughs> basically, fake guns. Yeah, uh, wow, that's insane. Yeah, was Wait, there f- where, what? What? What state did you not that here? It, I, I was born huh? and raised in Southern California, in oh. Whittier, Lucerna High. Huh? Yeah. Did any of this shit go down? Because Jordan, you might be you might be a bit younger than Mad Gorley, but you're in the same ballpark. Yeah, and you're also no. a Southern Californian that went to a normal high school. I feel like I can't speak to any of this. I was too busy doing Afro Haitian dance. That's true. And yeah. singing a song that went Toto Sakila Se Buena Pulue. To- in, in many ways, that's worse. <laughs> you had <laughs> that's it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh no yeah anything yeah any what year did you of, graduate I graduated in two thousand well yeah I was a, a bit behind that um ahead but of. yeah definitely sensitivity toward gunplay yeah. as part of any kind of pep rally skit which I did a few back in my day <laughs> good I did the occasional pep rally <laughs> what skit. is a pep rally it's exactly what it sounds like you just it's a week about getting the students school spirit and it's i think it's around homecoming so it culminates at the end what's homecoming, homecoming? oh that's right you you yeah you didn't have any of these experiences i didn't have any you of should these know things. these words though jesse <laughs> i know what the words are but i know that homecoming is like a dance right it is but it's where you crown homecoming king and queen and then we would have a homecoming parade where each class would get a float and there would be a theme so our senior was was movies so we Wait, did so it was Star just a Wars four it's a pretty sounds a pretty shitty parade with only four it's, floats it's stupid the whole thing the marching band shows yeah, up and yeah. the flag and there's a team, football game drill team yeah there's the big homecoming football game too. where does the parade go by the school no it's on do the, they do it on <laughs> halloween so the elementary no. school kids can wear their costumes <laughs> it's on it's on the track of the homecoming thing but one day we had opposite Day where you or, or backwards day where you're supposed to wear your clothes backwards and they canceled it and I was sick the day before and I showed up with my clothes. Oh <laughs> yay! Yeah, um, and that's I, how crisscross were born. <laughs> a happy accident. Um, can I get back to Pep Squad? Sure. What? Okay. So each so your school clubs kind of have stigmas associated with them. Yeah. Uh, c- kinds of kids so, and then kind of the sexual activity that takes place within that club what was the so like this so for example the photography club are known for being into anal sure (laughs) (laughs) pep Pep squad was all reach arounds oh (laughs) exclusively Uh, yeah it was um as strange as it sounds it was just it was slightly 
coveted spot to be in that thing. Now, I was more of a, I think, sometimes a joke choice because it was all these real alpha male dudes. And uh, I was tiny in high school. I was about five feet tall when I was a freshman. And oh, wow. I weighed 100 pounds. And you're, now, I should clarify, you're a perfectly reasonable size now. I, yeah. I'm a, you're medium-sized, I would least, say. At least. At least. Yeah. And, and just roguishly handsome. You're you know? spectacularly good looking. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, and I think I was just in there as more of a mascot more than anything, you know. Hmm. Do you get flung? Is there a dance? Do you I, do a dance? I would frequently be flung because I was so light or put at the top of a pyramid. With Sometimes with girls beneath me, I was so small. Do you sing a song? No, but we danced to a song, and it was usually a like hip-hop mashup. So at when I was a freshman, I think the song was, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Imenyano, Holtra Cosa. That, like, oh, yeah, Mentorosa, sure. was that what it yeah, was? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a real K-Day song yeah. here in Los Angeles. And so you are you are relegated colors for your class. So when you're a freshman, it's just we got yellow and white and we're wearing like long baggy hip hop shorts and a tank. Are top you wearing like are you wearing like yellow and white Nike Air Cortezes? That's what I'm imagining. It's a lot like that. We had painted our shoes and I mean I just looked like if you shrunk Alex P. Keaton to <laughs> pocket size and put him in a bed sheet. You know, I imagine like, you I, in this scenario. I just want you to know. I imagine you in like a classic cholo outfit. <laughs> I'm talking about like pleated. I mean, uh, like um, pressed khaki Dickies shorts. Hairnet. Uh, <laughs> hairnet. No. Um, no, these were custom made. Sleeveless, sleeveless undershirt, uh, a-frame undershirt. Um, Cortez's <laughs> gym socks that go up to your knees with no. colored stripes. Uh, and possibly, I can't say this for sure because it might be hard to do tumbling, a Pendleton shirt with only the very topmost button buttoned. Would have been more respectable than what we had to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Gorley, ancient alien. Good. That was, <laughs> okay. That was sure. Can we start with that one? Sure. We'll just start. We'll just put that. We'll punch that back in. I didn't know if I wanted to do another animal hybrid or not. I kind of wanted to move on. Did you think of a new animal hybrid? But I, you, were... I didn't. But I can right now. Please do. Um, uh, cow horse. <laughs> <laughs> This is, that's all, if you're wondering what Matt's podcast, Super Ego, is like, it's basically just people listing animal hybrids. Sure. <laughs> but instead, of, you, it's not just animal hybrids. There's other things. Sure. It's funny names. People hybrids. People hybrids. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible things that could happen to someone. Anything that you can make a nonsense list out of. That's right. That's, that's right in Super Ego's wheelhouse. For sure. Um, hey, Jordan, guess what? What? A brand new podcast is becoming part of the MaximumFun.org family. Let's hear about it. Uh, It is called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We welcome them to MaximumFun.org. We do. Congratulations, fellas. uh, These are three gentlemen, all brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they are McElroys. Yep. The three of them. Each of the three of them is a McElroy. Good Scottish name. Um, they live across America. They're spread out across America. Mostly in, in the Highlands. <laughs> sure. Uh, Cincinnati. I want to say Chicago. And I want to say another place besides Cincinnati and Chicago. I don't remember. But they're in three different places. They get together using 
internet uh-huh. uh, to answer people's questions and give people advice. Uh, they're not very good at it. I'm not going to lie to you. They don't give. They're good at hosting a sh- podcast. Their advice fair. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you're it's, saying. it's okay advice. Okay. Sometimes they'll get one right. Wow. That's my evaluation of their advice. Is the show built around advice, or that's just it's a an advice show? No, oh. it's an it's an advice program. Oh wow, seems. I mean, maybe they get some of the advice right. Hmm. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't go to them for advice. I would go to them for advice, but I wouldn't go to them for advice and then take their advice. I see. Is what I guess I'm recommending. You would ask for advice as a to set them up to entertain you. Yeah. Exactly. And we're very excited to have them be part of the MaximumFun.org family. I hope all the Jordan Jesse Go listeners out there will give them a listen. I hope all of their listeners will be giving us a listen. Somebody just emailed me, by the way, from uh, Sweden. Mm. He said, I believe it was Sweden. Might have been Norway. I'm going to go with Sweden. Uh, and he said, I've just listened. I just realized that I've been st- I started with episode one of Jordan Jesse Go, and I just realized I listened to episode 159. I'm all the way through, and now I don't know what to do with my life. Oh. Well, great news, fella. Yeah. My brother, great my news, brother, and me Bjorn. is on board. <laughs> <laughs> We've got my brother and my brother and me for you to listen to. Sure. Look, we have in – the, in, the uh, in the time that Stop Podcast – our friends at Stop Podcasting Yourself, our friends north of the border in Vancouver, British Columbia. I enjoy that show. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. Right? Isn't it yeah. a wonderful program? It is. The, in the time that they've been part of MaximumFun.org, we have trebled – their audience trebled. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a word you're allowed to say if you're using an old time elocution. You troubled their audience. <laughs> yes, troubled their audience. We did trouble their audience that one time. I went on as a sort of joke version of myself, uh, and then I realized that I had never really introduced who the real version of myself was. And that's the impression. And so that... many of their listeners <laughs> thought that I really was like wanting to change their show and. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, 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 we have, we have brought so many new listeners to that program. I think we can do the same with my brother, my brother and me, because part of what I think our goal for MaximumFun.org is, is to bring, uh, bring together all these sort of like-minded shows and like-minded creators and make sure that people can uh, do what they want to do and get paid to do it. And, uh, you know, have, a have a sort of support network and a uh, place to connect with listeners like you. So I hope people out there will give the show a try. I think it's a really fun show. Um, and hey, guess what? Speaking of really fun shows, Jordan. Yep. Uh, you just got back from San Francisco Sketch Fest. I did. Uh, did you have fun out up there with your sketch group Hot Mess? Yeah, blast and a half. Uh, very good shows, very good audiences. Kind of a weak Max Fun turnout for the sketch show. Really? A little bit. But the theater was filled up, so I'm guessing that maybe just all the tickets were snatched up. How do you know it was a weak Max Fun turnout? Did you did do you have a sketch where you ask for a poll of the audience? Yes, who <laughs> listens to my podcast? Yeah, um, I it's, think it's the sad podcaster is the name of that sketch. Yes, I think one. Uh, I I someone came up. One person per night came up and said. I heard about this through the podcast. And we should say that usually when we go somewhere and perform, we have a number of people will come up to us, especially in a hip town like San Francisco. Sure. Uh, but love, regardless as to whether or not you guys dropped the ball, which you did. Sure. Lovely shows. Uh, Jordan, so- I, I, I want to interject yeah. here because yeah. I think people are probably freaking out about how they dropped the ball. Yeah. People in the Bay Area, certainly. Right. 
I wish there was some way they could pick the ball back up. I think there is, Jesse. Hold on. Are you shitting me? Are you insinuating something? Usually, when you drop the ball, uh-huh. that is it. Right. That's the end of the game. The if ball know, rolls down the hill, it falls into lava. If I know sports, that's what happens. Yes. If it touches lava, it dies. Yeah. Absolutely. Lava, game over. Lava kills all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys. Lava sure. kills all. But where sure. are you heading with this? They can come see us, Jordan Jesse Go, and you look nice today, oh. together as the monsters of podcasting oh. at the Eureka Theater as part of San Francisco Sketchfest on the 23rd of this month, January 23rd. Holy shit. I know, because that's my stepmom's birthday. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you know your stepmom's birthday? Sure I do. Sure I do. Um, no, go on. Holy mackerel, Jordan. You're telling me that if on Sunday night, the 23rd, these people go to the Eureka Theater yeah. in, the, in downtown San Francisco, easily accessible by BART, by the way. Sure. Wow. That they can see not just us, but also the monsters of podcasting? Yes. Wait, I have a question. Yes, and Matt. it's the same question. Are you saying uh-huh. on January the 23rd yep. of this month? Uh-huh. Sunday. Yes. 8 p.m. San Francisco. Yeah. Bart. Yeah. Monsters of Podcasting. Lava. You look oh. nice today? Yeah. Jesse Thorne and Jordan, Jordan Morris. Look, here's the thing. Hmm. I want to go to this show. Mm-hmm. I want to go see this show. I'm a person who lives in the Bay Area. Yeah. I want to go see this show because I know... That, with the possible exception of Super Ego, my two favorite podcasts are going to be there. Two of the funniest podcasts in the world. You sure. Look Nice Today and Jordan Jesse Go. Again, I'm not myself. This isn't bragging. I'm a person that lives in the Bay Area. I've never met you. <laughs> However, since the San Francisco Giants won the World Series, did which they? they did. Did they? More power to them. Okay. I have promised myself that I will not go out unless... Their legendary troubadour, Ashcon, is going to be at an event that I would go out to. Let's say that that is the situation that I'm in. Then I can't go to this Monsters of Podcasting thing, right? Because Ashcon's not going to be there. I won't get to see how handsome Ashcon is. He's filming another Fuck Buddy movie, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ashcon Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, am I mistaken in thinking that? I mean, I, I guess most people... Yeah, I guess you'll probably just have to stay in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Somebody just handed me a note. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Ruta- ah, it's horse cow. <laughs> Run! <laughs> this note here says that Ashcon will be appearing at the Monsters of Podcasting in San Francisco. What? Ashcon, the Ashcon. <laughs> Who Man. is that? Oh my god. <laughs> He's a guy we know from college. <laughs> Matt, get excited. Oh. <laughs> he had a popular viral video, Matt. Which one? Uh San Francisco Giants song. There's a song about the Giants. Sports related. This is something that people in the Bay Area are very excited I about. I know, I know. Hot tubbing. Oh. You should really spend some time with hot tubbing. I will. <laughs> Beloved Jordan Jesse Go guest Ashcon will be joining us. Who knows? We may be, we may have other special guests. We may not. I really haven't put a lot of effort into it yet. That's fine. Um, eight o'clock Sunday, the twenty third. Yep. Um, and guess what? Sound of Young America is going to be uh, doing a show the day before, uh, one p.m. Also at the Eureka Theater, we'll have special guests Casper Hauser. Ooh. 
Um, uh, we got uh, <laughs> Steve Dildarian, the creator of The Life and Times of Tim mm. from the Home Box Office Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the great Bobcat Goldthwaite oh. will be there to talk about his... There's your next animal hybrid right there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, and uh, the exceptionally kind uh, and uh, Bay Area legend, uh, singer-songwriter, John Vanderslice mm. will be there on that Sound of Young America show. Uh, you can get your tickets. Just go to MaximumFun.org. Uh, you'll see the uh, click links in the sidebar there. Um, it's all there. Uh, tickets are, are very reasonably priced, and it's an amazing, amazing show. And f- I'm going to be honest with you, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, if somebody lives in the Bay Area, they're listening to this right now, and they don't go to those shows, it's no excuse. Inexcusable. Anything bubonic plague and below, inexcusable. That's including bubonic plague. Right. So yeah. bubonic plague That's the last and one you're getting. below. Yeah, go, oh, man. No, bubonic plague is included in yeah. the things that are not you an can't. excuse. Yeah. I don't care if you were out at a campground, you got bit by a plague-ridden chipmunk. Yeah. yeah. And the best thing, if you have bubonic plague, is to go to somewhere with a bunch of people. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. But please stay home if you have hyper-AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> if you have mega-AIDS or you're in an earthquake, uh-huh. yeah. those are two reasons why you're allowed to not come. Oh, you just forecasted it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Matt Gorley, hound child. <laughs> if you extend the syllables, you're going to you get You're going to find something. Yeah, because yeah, it was going to be chicken, but then uh, that's, not a, that's not good enough. We ask people uh, when something really shameful happens to, to them uh, to call in and share with us their moments of shame, Matt. Okay. Um, and, and that's what this segment is about to be. We actually got two great moments of shame this week. We got three, and one was kind of upsetting and also too long to play. It didn't, didn't work well. I apologize to that person who called in. Thank you for calling it in. We got two really solid ones that I really enjoyed uh, this week. So why don't we just go to the tape? Hi, this is Jake, and I'm calling with my first contribution to momentous occasions slash momentous occasions of shame. I was just perusing the archives, listening to episode 16, in which Jordan regales us with the stories of his friends, Dave and Buster's bachelor party, and was reminded of a wonderful experience that I had in Boston. Uh, Jordan talked about doing the wonderful Irish car bombs, um, and while some friends and I were on tour, uh, we were at a small little Irish pub in Boston, which normally an Irish pub means somebody who's white, uh, similar to Jordan's tirades against the Irish, who has no connection to Ireland. But in Boston, everyone has a connection to Ireland, uh, and rightfully so, and is generally quite passionate about it. Um, and our waitress was Irish, probably a very recent immigrant. And I made a joke about ordering an Irish car bomb to my friends, and my friend who was there who has family in Boston, said, oh, yeah, you should order that. And I said, no, it's kind of probably pretty uh, offensive um, since there are Irish car bombings with the Irish Republican Army and all. And um, so he 
continued to talk me into it and say it was not a big deal, that it was just a drink, and people understood that. So the waitress came up, and I said, oh, yes, can I please order an Irish car bomb? And she stopped, put down her rag on the table, and just gave me the dirtiest look I have ever seen in my life, and then proceeded to say, I'm sorry, we don't serve Irish car bombs here, but I can make you a September 11th, and then walked away. Yay! (laughs) Oh, my God! Oh, my God. What a horrible, horrible turn of events! I hesitate to say this, but I have a story that's very similar to that. Really? What is it? Well, it's a different kind. Con- you were on the pep squad. No, yeah. it's a, well, okay. Here, look. The Hindenburg had just gone down <sighs> when I lost my virginity. This this she was an older girl, and well, this is sad. I was a freshman in college. Okay, and she said, I'm "It's gonna, not sad. It's it's, it's, it's perfectly wholesome. it's perfectly within the normal range of sure for us." Yeah. All right. I mean, I was fucking a lot when I was like right. ten or eleven. Sure. She said, "I'm gonna." Well, I mean, it's hard you- to. It's hard to. It's hard to to go somewhere when I guess maybe your first sexual experience is making out on stage while your peers chant. That's right. It's hard to yeah. It's <laughs> that maybe to messes that. up your development it a does. little bit. It anyway. really does. So she says, "I'm going to teach you everything in one night because I'm an experienced. I'm two to three years older than you. Wow. So really, <laughs> you know, I va, va, this va, is great. So anyway, long story short." We'd, we'd go through the, all the different choices and she goes I'm not going to do doggy style because I find that demeaning but what I will do is one where I'll lay on my stomach and stick my ass in the air and we call it the stink bug <laughs> <laughs> what? why is that less offensive than doggy know. style? I don't know but uh, you know Irish car bomb September 11th apples and oranges Yeah. oh my goodness gracious okay let's go back to the tape we have one more, and this one isn't quite so hard-hitting, but I just thought it was so delightful. Uh, hey, Jordan, Jesse Go, it's Patrick Foy uh, from Omaha. I got a moment of shame for you. Um, I shut the door to my computer room this morning, and I heard a spring sound, and it turned out my knob broke, uh, and now I'm locked in my computer room. I have been for about 15 minutes at this stage. Um, I'm trying to get out myself so that I don't have to call my super. Because uh, I know he's on vacation, but um, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, to get out by myself. Uh, thought you guys might enjoy that one. Bye. What I love about it, one of the many things I, I just love the idea of his super like lying on a beach in Bermuda, <laughs> and and just Patrick the caller just just is on the phone with him, and he just he looks at his cell phone, he thinks about not picking it up, but thinks I got to pick it up. I'm a super. And he picks it up, and uh, and Patrick just goes, "I heard this sproing sound." <laughs> so what? A what? What is demeaning about <laughs> that sexual position? <laughs> and B, I mean, it seems seems like they just they offered a slight alteration with but a worse an, name, I an think. equally disgusting. Yeah. yeah, a worse name, or shouldn't it? Shouldn't it, like you just call it the Frida Kahlo or something? <laughs> you wanted to really just take yeah, it back, the George O'Keefe. Uh, sure, the O'Keefe. <laughs> uh, she did she go into that at all? She just simply said that her and her previous boyfriend wouldn't do doggy style, but that they really enjoyed this and stink huh. bug because she found it not to be demeaning. 
Huh. I don't, I, I, you know, no, I mean, in the moment, you, no, I no, wasn't going to. Sure. And this no. is your first time. This lady is nice enough to, like, show you the sexual ropes. Yeah. I mean, you're going with it. You're right. not about to be Johnny. Oh, no. Right. I protested and, and promptly left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you, did she think the doggy style involved, like, a dog costume? <laughs> I never, I never, well, I was feeding her kibble at the time. Yeah. Right. So, I think that's the issue. I don't know. Yeah, she wanted wet know. food. I mean, but the stink bug, that just, it's it conjures up a, you know, you don't want any name to evoke a smell. Sure. <laughs> you don't, it, a poop <laughs> smell. If you yeah. have a moment of shame, uh, call it in, 206-984-4FUN. You can also email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. Uh, we'll be back with momentous occasions in just a second. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Gorley, Velociraptorn. Velociriptorn. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All I got was crocodontist. <laughs> it's a crocodile and an orthodontist. Yeah. This yeah. is the kind of fun you can expect on the Superego podcast. Jordan and I were guests on your Superego podcast. Yes, you were, yeah. And there's a free episode that features us. That's episode 216. And recently there's a bonus episode that features the two of us. And the next bonus episode out February 1st will feature you guys as well. Ooh. And this one is just going to be, I mean, granted, as I said, most of your podcast is crazy nonsense. Right. But this one that's going to be on the second bonus episode, you're really getting into the nonsensiest, craziest, crazy nonsense. It descends into that, yeah. The sketch that we did, it was an astrological forecast sketch, and it starts off, you know, positively, but then it just descends, if I remember correctly. Our, the, method that, the method by which you compose these sketches is you have a premise, and then in, in, in a case of a sketch like this... It's really just everyone just saying whatever crazy thing comes to their head, and then at the end, you're in charge of picking out which ones make sense. Right. But in, in a situation like this, it's all just nonsense. Right. It's just too crazy to find out. There's no common thread. Whatever tickles me, that's what I put it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I, that's what I put it in. Yeah. <laughs> if it tickles you, you put it in. <laughs> Um, when something momentous happens to us, uh, we call in to, t- I'm using the royal us. Yeah. Uh, when, when something will, ha- when I'm speaking for everyone here, mm-hmm. when something, the American people, uh, when something momentous happens to us, we call in at 206-984-4FUN and, uh, share it with the world for a segment called Momentous Occasions. Let's go to the, uh, telephone tape. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. Uh, my girlfriend and I were flying cross country after a long day filled with uh, delays and such. The last leg of our flight, an Elvis impersonator was struggling to get his carry-on luggage into the overhead compartment, and he just kept on going, <laughs> "Come on, man! Come on, man!" It was fantastic. for the whole day. Thanks. Love the show. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That was wonderful, right? Sure. What a delight. Uh. Jordan, Jesse, go, and guest, I suppose. Um, It's Quentin in Victorville, California. Today is not so much a momentous momentous occasion, but more of a momentous anniversary. Um, Today, January 6th, marks the one-year anniversary of my dad being released from the hospital and receiving, from receiving a... um, liver transplant as I get a little bit choked up. Um, it, it really is a blessing and something to be very sincerely happy about and, and joyful 
So, everybody celebrate. It's been a good day, and I'm very, 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 very happy. All right, you guys take care. Bye. Do you think he was drunk? <laughs> He's not a drunk, right? Not a little drunk. Hey, that's cool, man. Well, I hope what not. a wonderful story, right? Yeah, you're Talking celebrating your, your dad. Be. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, anytime you get to hear a beautiful story about a human lover. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. Just something that really, I have a friend who is on uh, some kind of crack squad. He's a medical student. I guess maybe he's done with, he's like a, I don't remember. Medical school is so complicated. I don't remember which part is which. But he's in one of the parts of the things that happen before you're allowed to just be a human being and be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Something where, So where the entire run of Scrubs took place. Yeah, okay. exactly. In that. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a colorful ethnic fellow, mm-hmm. um, mixed up with a relatable white guy. Sure, lots yeah. of flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he is on this crack squad where at any moment they get a call like like bat signal style or like the watches they wore on mask. And I loved Mask. <laughs> so did I. And um, was Mask real or a cartoon? I always had a, <laughs> had a problem with that. Real enough to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I wasn't technically in Mask, but they made me an honorary member, so I'd say it was pretty real. What? Oh, well, um, Mobile Armored Strike Command. He has to. He has to. I had the Mask comic book. Oh, the four issue one? Yeah, I'm sure. I do too. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do I not did. <laughs> Currently owned. Do. He's on this crack squad, my friend Max, where he has to he has to fly to harvest organs. So like he just oh. has to have a bag packed at all times. And like if he gets a call, he just jumps in a car or something. He lives in New York, so maybe a cab. And he goes straight to the airport, jumps onto an airplane, they fly anywhere in the world. To harvest organs oh and then bring them, and then they immediately bring them back to New York to this hospital where he works part time or whatever it is that these medical students do, and then they put it in somebody right away. Oh my God, they just fly, harvest, put it in. <laughs> they fuck the patients. <laughs> I see. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Jesse. Hello, guest. If there be a guest, my name is Teresa. I am not. Uh, Jesse's Teresa. I am a different Teresa. Um, my husband and I just found out that we are pregnant. Um, and that's our momentous occasion, I forgot to mention. And uh, other than the two of us, you guys are the only people that know. So, ta-da! Kidding. Bye. Isn't that beautiful? That's wow. very nice. You shared it with us. Way to go. You shared it with us. And it's I a was, really lovely thing. I was that guest. And I was there. Yeah, you were here. For you the, were here for no, that moment. for the conception. Uh-huh. And I was it hot? It was. I am, did the stink bug. No, that's I, one of my favorites. I impregnated her. Oh my god! It is your Teresa. Yeah. It no? is no, no. It's a different Teresa, but huh. it's my seed. Seems odd. That's blossoming in her in her womb. Hmm. Have you guys ever had a lobster roll? Yeah, sure. I only, you mean sexually like, or? <laughs> oh no! Off <laughs> you mean the topic like the of sushi, sex, the food. Well, here's the thing. I thought when I heard lobster roll before that it was a sushi. No, thing. this is a sandwich. Yeah, I was only recently made aware that this is a sandwich. I've been thinking maybe this is a sandwich I should eat. This is a yeah. New England sandwich that's yeah. popular in uh, places where there's a lot of lobsters, such as New England. Sure. Um, and uh, I ate some when I was in Martha's Vineyard hmm. uh, uh, this past summer. Uh, it's basically like a. It's like a lobster salad sandwich. It's basically a, oh. uh, uh, 
griddle uh, griddle toasted you've already buttered over it's okay <laughs> white bread roll oh. uh with basically just lobster in it and oh. some mayo oh. it's basically just lobster and mayo oh. it's good mm. yeah i bet I, I mean i don't even i'm not even really that into seafood but it's very tasty i like lobster yeah, yeah. There's a there's a man in New York that'll bring it to you like a drug dealer or something. I feel like I read something about lobster rolls in New York Magazine a couple months wow. ago. Huh? There was a thing about lobster rolls being coming a thing in New York. They can't really become a thing here because it's too far to fly the lobsters economically that you would make a sandwich out of sure. them instead of serving them as a fifty dollar entree. But you could do it if you wanted to buy the lobster. And- if you wanted to buy the lobster, take all the meat out yeah. yourself, put it in the yeah. You sure yeah. you could do it yourself? Okay. Maybe some green onions in there, I sure. think maybe there was. Sure. I don't recall exactly. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is uh, Roscoe from Peterborough, Canada. Uh, I'm calling with a momentous occasion. Last night, I officially became the other man in an affair. Um, it's quite exciting for me. I've definitely never done anything like this before. I just thought I should tell you guys because I thought it was pretty momentous. Thanks a lot. Love you guys. Have a good one. Number one, we love you too, Roscoe. <laughs> yes. But we don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Certainly not around our wives. No. He sounded way too gleeful about uh, that, proud, right? Proud. He sounded proud. He sounded, but he sounded like amused and delighted by it. Not yeah. just, not so much just proud. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I. I guess I understand how. I hope he knows what he's doing. I mean, I fucked a lot a... of other men's wives in my time. Mm. <laughs> sure. But... Between when I was ten and I started fucking around. Sure. Sure. And now. Yeah. It seems like. I mean. That it can't end well. No, no. No, there's no good ending to that. Although, yeah. Well, I, yeah, well, you know, go for it, I guess. I have a question. Hmm. When it comes to Roscoe, can sex friends stay best friends? Oh. I guess Roscoe's going to find out. Um, we, have one, uh, we have one call that is uh, actually just an advice question from time to time. Mm-hmm. We're no my brother, my brother, and me. Right. But from time to time... We're no lobster roll. <laughs> From time to time, uh, we'll have a, a listener will call in and ask for our advice. I thought this was an interesting question, so I'm, I'm going to share it. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Dana from San Francisco. Um, I was thinking about taking a first date to your Monsters of Podcasting at SF Sketchfest. And is that a horrible idea? Um, I'd like your opinion on that, um, especially the guests. Uh, would you be uncomfortable bringing a date to your show? <laughs> All right, great to hear. I'd love to hear from you. Bye. Number one, we love you too. Yeah, we Dana. love you. Um, gosh, yes, the guest primarily. Yeah, I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Well, this is a tough one. Is this this is a blind date or this is someone you know well? If you know their comic sensibilities, then I would say go for it. You know, but you guys, I think this is. Crazy. It sounds like a kind of a cold date. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound like they, this is like these aren't sex friends trying to take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, you know, what the hell? What the hell? You know why? Because maybe uh, he will, you know, be able to relate that story to you guys, and you'll go, "Oh yeah, we played you on the air," and he's going to be a big shot. If he's I were him, I'd worry that Roscoe's coming to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to snatch up your little lady coming down from Peterborough. Uh, you guys seem to... Peterborough, uh, by the way, is what Jordan calls his nether regions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peterborough? I say borough. <laughs> Peterborough? Peterborough? Peterborough. <laughs> Jordan's nether regions are somewhat uh, of a northeastern... Uh, of the northeastern patrician persuasion. Sure. You know what I call mine? Hmm. Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> 
When you don't stretch. <laughs> when you, when you don't. Depends on what <laughs> mode I'm in. Yeah. It does seem like a bad idea, right? Far be it from me. Well, they, there's pros and cons, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that he would have included the bit of information in the call that she's a fan, too, if she was. Right. I, I mean, you got to be we got to start with the fact that uh, she's probably a classy lady. Sure. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise, no, why would he no proof ask her out on a date? OK. Um, she's probably a classy lady, which puts he the didn't odds. meet her at some peeler bar. <laughs> <laughs> some what now? Peeler bar. Uh, that's just a funny name for a strip club I heard recently. <laughs> peeler bar. Yeah. <laughs> Think what somebody's dad in Michigan would call it. Peeler bar. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, I guess I know, and our our show is a, and we try and make it theatrical for on stage. We try and do things with the audience. We I dance. Think. Yeah, we dance. There's a few song and dance numbers dancing, in our, yeah. in our stage show. Um, but yeah, I might say you would be better taking going to a more traditional comedy show. I wonder what someone who had never seen. Because most people – I think she probably maybe has never even been to a comedy show. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but what she would make, not just of us. I mean we will do some weird stuff. We might say some offensive things. We'll do a, like a nonsense contest. But you look nice today. They're barely even doing a, th- a performance. They're just saying their little crazy things. Sure. Yeah. So – uh yes well whereas i would encourage fans of both of our shows to come to these things i think and i would enc- and we would encourage fans to bring friends who might not be fans sure of- i have a solution okay. okay matt tell her to listen to the podcast and if she enjoys it then go it's that easy yeah maybe i don't i just i you think even then no i feel like the it's i i get this i get the sense that it's delicate that they're not to a point where they're recommending media and I don't know. I feel like in a in an early dating situation, like go see a fuck friend movie. Just go see a just go see yeah. one of those charming fuck friend movies that are out. Should like, he, should he just take her to the Sound of Young America? Yeah, that's what I was. Oh, getting at. yeah, there yeah. you go. Why why is why isn't he doing that? It's afternoon. It's lower pressure. I'm saying like when this is kind of the thing that I'm likening it to. I feel like when you pick up. Uh, a, a date um, and it is a you know it is an early date you try and have music on in the car that is of a general interest sure. like you're not going to put on or something or at least that represents you well yeah, yeah 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 but maybe skewing more toward vampire weekend vamp- a vampire weekend uh, a Beach Boys, you know, just like something. Pet Sounds. Yeah, mm-hmm. something from Pet Sounds. Something from the best of Bowie. Gerardo. Sure. Things that, yeah, Gerardo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but, so. Something, something. Otra cosa. So you're not trying to, <laughs> you know, you're not trying to out college radio somebody on a first date. Right. right. And I think that in general, this. This. When I go on first dates, I'm usually yeah. listening to No Age. Yeah, right, sure. Is that a mistake? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but yeah, so I might think that our show, whilst delightful, is maybe not good first date material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but The Sound of Young America, 
Look at this. You got everybody loves Bobcat Goldthwait. Sure. She'll be sure. surprised that he's not yelling and doing weird uh, stuff and that he's if actually she remembers him at all. <laughs> yeah. He's actually an interesting and intelligent man. Sure. Uh, she's going to see some great stand-up comedy from Baron Vaughn. She's going to see a great sketch from Casper Hauser, but not a bunch of sketches so that you have to worry that if she thinks comedy is weird that she'll be upset by it. And then John Vanderslice is going to sing some beautiful songs. He's going to warm her heart up a little bit so you can stick your dick in it. That's in her heart. <laughs> that's how it works, right? Um, it does. That's how, the reason that's how my wife and I have been doing it. Getting heart transplants around the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, if you do decide to pull the trigger and come to the show, give us a little signal so we know who you are and we can give you a special thumbs up. Hey, how about this? If he, do- if he listens to this and he is bringing his date to the show... Uh, email me. Email no. me directly. Yeah, yeah. Now he's going to come. Normally, Jordan Jesse Go emails, I ask that you send them to jjgo at maximumfun.org because then they're all in one place and I can keep track of them. But in case I don't check the, that email, email me directly, jesse at maximumfun.org, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll even do something special for the two of you. Sure, we can. We bring you flowers or something. Yeah. Oh, well, now. now A gentle sure. kiss on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Now for sure he's going to fuck it up by bringing you. Yeah. Now yeah. it's going to be too much for her. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan. Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Gorley, pit bull bull. Oh, that's a good animal pit combination. Bull bull. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pit bull bull. Yeah. Man, it's really been a pleasure to have you on the program. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. People really need to check out Matt's program, Super Ego, yeah, right? Yeah, you really should. It's, it's, it's a delightful program. Very, very funny. Uh, n- not, enough, not enough good sketch comedy in, in the world of pa- podcasting, in my opinion. Uh, but, you, but you guys do it right. Thank you. You so. do it right, you do it tight. <laughs> you do it all night. Stink bug style. <laughs> Um, uh, that's gosuperego.com it is yeah uh, 206-984-4-FUN the number to call if you got a momentous occasion you want to ask us a question uh, you want to just make a comment you got a moment of shame um, or you have a pitch for us we're looking for pitches we're, we're making monster movies here mm-hmm. just so you know when you call they do become property of MaximumFun.org them's the rules yeah. them's the rules <laughs> Uh, 206-9844-FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. You can check out Matt at gosuperego.com and do check out My Brother, My Brother and Me in iTunes. Uh, it'll be up on maximumfun.org within a couple weeks, um, but it's the newest member of the MaximumFun.org family. And while we're at it, check out Stop Podcasting Yourself. There's people out there who yep. listen to this program who still don't listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself. Well, that's a mistake. I'm embarrassed. It's embarrassing. They're embarrassing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. How much can you people drop the ball? That's all I want to know. I'm surprised they haven't called in for their shame moment with that. Yeah. That is pretty shameful. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.